0: introductions to vedanta texts by shri, shri satchidananda स्वामीजी saraswati swami करनाटका इंडिया ओम् karnataka india om shri ही ओम् harihi om shri ganeshaaya मूर्तिशास्त्री dr krishna murti shastri Dambay, In this lecture series, we have already seen twenty-four sessions, today's is the twenty-fifth session. Two Different Types of Reasoning Lest I be accused of an over-hasty judgement in the matter, I invite the reader to compare the two different types of reasoning used by these two thinkers. For Nagarjuna, reason has the sole function of examining the different possible views of phenomena and then pronouncing its judgment. He confines himself to the phenomena of the waking state and comes to the astounding conclusion that things are without any nature of their own. To make my statement more explicit, I shall allow myself a little digression here. It is well known that Buddha laid great emphasis on his teaching of Pratitya Samutpada in the Arya Shalistamba Sutra, Arya Shalistamba Sutra, he is made to say, Yo vikshavaha Pratitya Samutpada Pashyati, Sa Dharmam Pashyati, Yo Dharmam Pashyati, Sa Buddham Pashyati. Whoever sees Pratitya. Samudpada. he sees the dharma and whoever sees the dharma he sees the buddha this is an oft quoted agama text in buddhist literature pratitya samudpada dependent origination is a theory expressed by the formula asmin sati dham bhavati this being there this follows it means that avidya samskara vijnana namarupa sadayatana sparsha vedana Krishna Upadana, Upadana, Bhava, Jati and Jaramarana together form a chain of 12 links of causes and effects. In accordance with this, the Abhidharmika system of Sarvastitva Vadins believed that nothing came into being without particular causes and conditions, Hetu the word Pratyatyasamutpada literally means origin as conditioned by necessary causes. These Pratyas conditions are four in number. Hetu, direct cause. Samanantarana, immediate cause. Alambana, objective cause of mental processes and adhipati, additional or invariable antecedent. That Buddha really intended to teach the course of suffering and propose a the remedy therefore is not only well known from the history of his life, but has been universally recognized by Buddhists themselves. This is attested by the off-quoted Gatha Ye dharma hetu hetum tathagato kya To Nagarjuna, however, pratitya samutpada meant a very different thing he says in the opening verses of his madhyamika shastra PRAPANCHO SHIVAM VANDE According to this interpretation, Buddha's teaching implies no annihilation, no origination, no destruction, no permanence, no unity, no diversity, no coming in, no going out. This corollary is deduced from Buddha's pratitya samutpada itself or uh, rather uh, that is the teaching intended by Buddha. According to Nagarjuna, who lays special emphasis on the word Pratitya. Pratitya yad bhavati, nahi tavatadevatatu, nachanyadapi, tattasmin, no chin, tattasmin, nachanyadapi, tattasmat, no chinnam, apishashvatam, madukikarika. Whatever appears as something related to something else, surely it cannot be that very thing, nor can it be something other than that. Hence there is nothing destroyed. To illustrate the procedure of a Madhyamika reasoning, I shall take up the refutation of the cause and effect relation. It will be recollected that we are unable we were unable to go all the way with Professor bhattacharya who supposes Gaudapadacharya to have approved of the Ajati Vada of the Buddhists. I have already touched upon some of the difficulties that is the hypothesis has to encounter. Here I am mainly concerned with the method of reasoning that Nagarjuna employs in his refutation of causation. This is how he argues against our origination as such. Na na pi parato na dvabhyam na utpanna jata Again, nasvato jayate Bhavaha parato naivajayate Vajayate swatav paratachay vajayate jayate Kutaha. A thing cannot be conceived to be born of its own accord or out of another, neither from both of these nor without any causes. How can there be any real origination when this is found impossible in any one of the alternative ways in which the relation between cause and effect may be conceived? Another work Ascribed to Nagarjuna makes this line of argument still more explicit. Bhava Bhavana Janma Asti Tasya Bhavasya Cha Sataha Janma Danam Sam Bhavati Nitya Bhavosti Bhavjati Tadushi Bhavana Brantirakasha Pushpasan Nibha Dharmatahi Navastulya Kasamam Tasya Janma Cha Bhavasankranti Sutra 1 2. There is no independent rea- entity, hence, there is no origination. That the positive entity can take birth out of nothing. That there is an eternal entity which can be born. An idea like this is only an illusion just like the sky flower. The essence of things indeed is like empty space. Its birth is like empty space. The heart of the Madhyamika argument is That which is known as dependent origination we call Shunyata, Void. The critic of becoming is also the critic of being. There is nothing which is not one relatively whence it follows that there can be nothing which is not void. And Nagarjuna quotes Buddha's utterances from different Nikayas referring to the considered nature of things and says that Shunyata uh, is implied in those texts. In a text in the um, madhyamikaaya madhyamikaaya Ma for instance buddha says that is unreal mrsha which is of a fleeting nature uh, that is nirvana which is not a not of a fleeting nature on this statement nagarjuna remarks tan mrsha mosh dharma yadyadi kim musyate etat bhagavata shunyata paridipakam if that which is of a fleeting nature is unreal, what is it that is fleeting here? Evidently, this saying of the Lord reveals essence essencelessness of things. Gaudapada's reasoning is totally different from all this. As I have said before, he strictly follows the tri-basic method of Vedanta. He finds that the witnessing consciousness present in all the three states, that is in uh, jagrat Swapna and Sushupti, is an entity which we cannot help looking upon as our own self. While in deep sleep, it remains as one condensed and indivisible consciousness. Gana Ghanaprajna Into which all diversity of objects has been rolled into one, as it were, Ekibhuta It manifests itself as the ego outwardly conscious. bahiv In In waking and inwardly conscious, antaprajna, in dream, of a world which is the non-ego. Looked at from the standpoint of the waking ego, we are forever ignorant of the existence of an immutable witnessing principle in us. We are not only perfectly in the dark about it in all the three states, but go to the length of misconstruing it as an ego placed in a world of plurality. From the standpoint of intuition, however, and the intuition alone has the right to be consulted with regard to the experience of the three states, matters look in a different light altogether. The mass of consciousness in sleep, or rather pure consciousness without any distinctions, remains intact as the witness both in waking and dream, and at the same time seemingly transforms itself into a world of distinctions, internal and external, with reference to the ego. How pure consciousness can stand changeless in its nature and also manifest itself as a manifold world at the same time may not be intelligible to the waking mind, but it is nevertheless an undeniable, undeniable fact of experience. That this manifestation has not really affected the integrity of Atman as a pure consciousness can be verified from the fact that whenever waking changes into deep sleep, he remains in his pristine purity. Evidently, then argues Gaudapada, Atman is neither really changed into the ego and non-ego in the waking and the dream states, nor dissolved into one mass of consciousness in sleep. That he is consciousness in waking and dream and unconscious in sleep, is itself the result of a misconception arising from our ignorance of the true nature of our Atman who is Turiya or the fourth in relation to his illusory forms in the three states. Only when the individual soul awakes from its beginningless illusory sleep, it comes to realize the absolute unborn, sleepless and dreamless. This karika has been quoted once before, but it bears repetition in, in this connection also. The sleep referred to here is the ignorance of the pure consciousness as which our real self ever remains. And the dream is but the seeing a world of duvanity in Atman where it is not. Now the Karika says that uh, when a person awakes to the truth, he realizes that neither this sleep nor this dream from the standpoint of the intuition of turiya, the real Atman. It is a mistake and confusion of two different viewpoints and the the viewpoint of intuition and that of the intellect restricted to the waking, which is responsible for the attribution of sleep and dream to Atman. One has taken one's stand in the ever-luminous turiya when one is free from this double misconception. What does it all come to? Godapada's critic of being is the key to his critic of becoming. Atman is pure consciousness is at once the source of conceptions Conceptions of being and knowing in the empirical world his being and consciousness are not of the empirical sort they are absolute not related to anything else as nagarjuna would contend atman is aja unborn without any change whatsoever change implies time and space which are restricted to waking, and that's uh, which are restricted to waking and dream whereas atman transcends both as may be verified by a uh, reference to sleep experience atman no doubt does seem to have changed into a duality of the ego and uh, the non-ego in waking and dream. But that must be regarded only as an illusory change, since Atman does not suffer any modification thereby. To the intellect, it appears to be a self-contradiction to maintain that an entity uh, conserves its nature, while it also changes into something else. But when the possibility of even this feat for Atman is vouched for, by intuition, we have no reconcile ourselves. We have to reconcile ourselves to this fact of experience and modify our notion about the waking intellect by restricting its rigorous loss to the facts of waking experience. Hence, Gaudapada does not hesitate to declare with Upanishads Chamnaya Maya Virityapi Ajayamano Bahuda Jayate Saha. We have to conclude that He, Atman, is born only maikali, illusorily as it were for the shruti declares there is no duality here indra or atman appears to be many through his mayas he is born as many though really unborn najayate okay so this is the point to be uh, point which have been discussed today next Uh, Next session we will discuss the next point that is the aim and nature of reason in the Vedanta and the Madhyamika systems. Salutations to his holy feet of holy feet of Sri Sri Sachidanandhrasudhi Swamiji, Holinasipura, Sarvajana, Sukinu Vandu, Ondachat Brahma Rapanamastu.